ladies and gentlemen, you have now joined us into the banjo of Good Guy Garrett. Tonight, we will be having a Friday night right with Stefan. Welcome to Friday Night Right. It feels so good to be here tonight. <laughs> to my left, we've got Stefan. Hi. And to, to Stefan's left, we got um, some guy. We don't that care they about you. We don't, we don't care about them. They don't care about you. Everybody cares about you, dude. Somebody cares about somebody. Somewhere, somewhere, everybody, somebody always cares about somebody. And tonight, we're going to be doing a. Audio excursion into the mind of good guy. And of you, Adam, Big Red. We're going to be reading a couple of essays. A couple? We're going to each read an essay. Okay. And then we're going to hear what Stefan thinks about these essays. <laughs> so the topic's about Adam and I with Stefan's uh, insight. With just my opinions. Yes. <laughs> we tend to be good, but if... Uh... He doesn't say anything nice, and his opinions suck. <laughs> well, we all know that Stefan doesn't know how to read. So. <laughs> I am. That's, so, why, that's why we'll be reading them. Yeah, that's that, why I get people to read me things. That's why we created this podcast, is so all of you out there who don't know how to read, can Stefan is going to be your voice. He's going to be the guy that brings in the, the real working man's opinion to the written excursions of the minds of Good Guy Garrett and Big Man Red. So let's get started. And uh, I'd like to, uh, let's, uh, yeah, what, what are you going to read? Well, I got two, two entries that I wouldn't mind reading either of them, so I'm not really sure which one I should read. I got one about magic, not like uh, the arcane arts, not, not uh, black magic or, you know, witches, and, but just the magic of living, the magic of riding, magic of life. <laughs> <laughs> then I got one that's, that uh, depicts um, the power or an idea that embodies everyone being as one and the effect it has on an individual through other uh-huh. individuals. Since I'm the Alpha and the Omega, I'm sure that's why I'm being stared at right now, from my opinion. Are you? Well, how do you feel about that? I, uh, I feel like I want to hear them. I'm hearing just a lot of chatter, <laughs> Which not one? much reading off the page. Which one? Uh, the magic one. You want to hear the magic one? I Honestly, I just want you to read that one because I like the word magic. (laughs) Everybody loves magic, dude. Alright, let me get through all these um, love letters. So, good guy's a man with a heart (laughs) on his sleeve and his notebook. (laughs) And my notebook I take everywhere. Everywhere. Alright, so I actually wrote this um, December 31st, 9pm. Stefan, don't get don't get upset because I wrote about Adam and not you. What? Yeah, but I did make a video and talked about you. When? You saw it. When was this? It was about that girl. 
Yeah. That girl. Oh, that girl of mine, she can make me smile. All right. Is that a song? No. <laughs> All right. That girl. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. It's 9 p.m. in the year of 2015 on the day of December 31st. It's a new year. Well, actually, it's the end of the year. Right before pen met paper, I realized I'm about to do some writing at an end. There really is no end. Not in the grand design of whatever this is I live in. Alas, I'm sitting on the end of a year, sitting at the edge of my desk. I have a shadow laying across my page, cast by my lamp, the only light on in the house, minus that of the tobacco and patchouli candle, which rocks with each pen stroke. The object which holds the magic of blocking light, cast from a man-made beacon, a bulb of light, porched behind the maroon lampshade, is a knife. One that gracefully sunk into the wood of my desk from a quick flick of my wrist. I also have sweet melodies making their ways into my ears from headphones. It's kind of ironic that they are called headphones when they are directly plugged into my phone and attached to my head. I did not sit to write of the place and time I currently sit, or the time of the end of the year of time, but to write of a friend, one who has inspired me to create dreams, find them, chase them down, and a friend who I can talk of life in ways most... <laughs> Adam pointed to himself. Um, <laughs> but to write of a friend... One who has inspired me to create dreams, find them, chase them down, and a friend who I can talk of life in ways most people cannot keep up with. I don't foresee my words in this writing depicting much more of him, except for one sentence. The reason why is because I started writing about something else. And that something else is something that I don't know what will become, not until it's completed. That which I just wrote is something I like to depict as a metaphor for my own life. So back to you, Adam, A to Z. I sit writing at my desk at night. No light shining in on me, but with light shining out from my lamp. Because of this, anyone outside can see in on me writing these words. I write this to you on a simple theory of which we live our lives, complete honesty and transparency. Back to that one sentence I wish to write of you. When I think of you, I can think of many great things about the man you are. Unfortunately, there's a word that pops into my mind. That word is jealousy. Such a disdainful word which has no place in all the vocabulary describing the thought of others, especially you. When I reflect on this word, logic kicks in. The word jealousy then transforms into the word envy. Upon further reflection, in my heart and my mind, realization kicks in again. Envy then evolves into knowledge. Knowing of this simple truth, the truth being thus, you instill admiration and mostly inspiration. You follow your dreams and now, because of your drive to find it, live it, and conquer it, dreams are starting to come alive in my own life. Dreams that are still evolving, and dreams that I don't realize I have yet. Okay, Adam, that's all I got for you. Spike five. Bam. The pen doesn't stop there with Adam. It's itching to create more words. My pen is in so much love with this paper, it has no desire to stop. I have no desire to make the weeping ink end. This is magic. I don't even know where to start, especially since I wish for it not to stop. The mind is a magical piece of life in my universe. When I think of magic, I think of arcane arts, of libraries filled with uncountable amounts of leather-bound books written in ancient languages, sitting on polished wooden shelves collecting dust, just waiting for someone like me to come along and decipher their hidden knowledge that they hold so sacredly. For some reason, sitting at my wooden desk with candle, lamp, ink, and paper, coffee at hand, along with a copper mug, with me writing words that are formed in my mind and then transferred through my heart on paper, is magic to me. I have so much to be grateful for, yet I can still forget it. I don't know what else to write of, but I don't want to stop. I'm in a place where time has stopped. I'm in a place of complete peace, a pure calm. 
I'm in a place of contentment, with no worries of everything. My face is mere inches away from my journal. My sense of smell is not taken in the burning candle, but of the smell of drying ink. There's so much more I can write, but I can't think of what to put down next. Well, I can say this. New Year, here I come. In 2015, I can come here to see a piece of me captured forever, magically bound inside this leather-bound journal, holding magic, my magic. I'm off now to go see some friends of mine to end this year with. Good day, good night, and goodbye, 2015. It's been a good one. It's been a pleasure to get to know you. Signed, yours sincerely, Gary Golden. P.S. My pen is running out of ink. This is the very first pen I've ever had since the beginning, only to see it come to its last leg. It installs pride in me. I also look back at all these past pages holding magic. All the things I've written causing more pride. I am now a writer, and I am happy to be a part of the magic. The end. Snaps. Now I just gotta work on reading out loud. Yeah. Well, I feel I feel awkward. awkward. <laughs> Very awkward. I didn't know the magic piece was gonna be half about me. It wasn't about you. Just... I feel ashamed to be myself. <laughs> Steph, don't take it that way. You have no idea who I talk to about you. In, I know. In, in good it's ways. not in a journal. He doesn't talk to himself about you. <laughs> No, no, I really, I really like the, the, uh, the writing. I thought it was very heartful. I thought it was very, um, to be honest to you, like when, uh, when you talk about gratitude, you know, people always, I think, kind of shallow it out and label things that, uh, that are kind of just hitting the surface on what they're really grateful for. And to me, when you, when you detail something out, you can actually see the joy in having it. And that's what I think that you've done with your writings. That's why I think it's so magical. It's more than just a pen to a paper. It's more than just an expression of emotion. It's it's a whole different world. How did you feel writing it? I felt good writing it. I felt like I was exploring. Uh, like what were you trying to explain? What I was feeling. Well, yeah. What I what I feel and what I can what I can feel when I write. When I get into a place where there's really no ego, there's no judgment of others or judgment of myself or fear of what I could be or what I think or fear of what others think of me or fear what I'm going to do next. I just kind of get into this kind of tranquility state of being and I'm just able to, I think it's, I think when I'm able to shed ego and when I write, like time just kind of stands still when I write that ego disappears with time and then I can really just kind of release Whatever I am, maybe. What are you releasing? <laughs> My soul. Okay, I'd hope so. Uh, Nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I think it's talking about focus is what we were talking about. <laughs> like, when you're focused on something, when you're focused on doing something, you lose track of time and space. You, you lose yourself to a moment of intensity, I guess. Uh, the levels of which are dependent on what you're doing, but like... For me, the focus in the writing, the output of the energy provides a solid product. And because I'm so focused, I don't think about it while I'm doing it, even though essentially all we're doing is thinking on a paper or a screen. Mm -hmm. It feels natural. I feel powerless to it. It just flows out. It flows out. Like when you get in that state of tranquility or, or lack of ego, it just kind of comes frothing forward without really much thought and just becomes, and it's already what's in inside and it becomes without 
And it seems to me, all, since I've been doing all this writing, is it seems to be improving. So just like you, like when you're in the gym, you're focused. You're focused on, and you haven't yeah. been. You haven't been in the past few days. No, no, past weeks. How has it made you feel? Um, a bit of a bum, man. A bit of a bum, just laying around. It's like my schedule has been totally altered because a lot of a lot of my schedule has been worked around uh, working out. And now since I don't work out, it's like, you know, those lazy days. At least I had something to be productive about. And I think that's it. I think like our uh, I think when we challenge our minds in different ways, and I think writing's a new challenge because it's not necessarily just writing a stupid essay. You're literally challenging yourself to what you feel for that day. So in a sense, it's a workout for not just your mind, but for your soul. Mm -hmm. You're literally challenging your soul to see what you can find for these moments to get it out on paper and realization that it's maybe my reality. It might be my head. And that's exactly what it is for me. Like, what can I find within myself for this moment? You just said, like, as, as I write, I'm finding out things about myself. Or the way I feel, or the way a certain topic affects the way I think, or the way I act. Yeah, and there and there's a lot of, uh, you know, you guys call it release. I, you know, like there's endorphins, there's other stuff that you know, feeling productive just in general, off off of writing. I I typically like to vent because when I vent, I'm hearing myself talk, and I can hear the tone in my voice, mm. you know, or hear the or hear the sounds I'm making, I can kind of see from there. That's challenging myself to get honest like that. And that feels good. I think there's something to documenting. I think that if, if we end up just talking all day long, we're, we're going to be running around in circles. Uh, implementing action, though. Like, for you, the difference between thinking about working out and actually working out is night and day. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, well even with me, with talking... And following up, I think I think it just goes back to the the how the how about life, you know, the little how phrase: honesty, open mindedness, and willingness. Like, I mean, literally, it's been ingrained in me to get honest, get open minded about what's gonna go on outside of me, and then become willing to what what's gonna give me the best result, you know, for my future. Yeah, I think that there's something to a habitual practice of anything. So if you practice being honest, it, it challenges you to stay that way. And then you get brought into new realizations about who you are and what you want. And if you work out in the gym all the time, you're going to turn into a beefcake. <laughs> you're going to be pumping iron with the bros, squatting, squatting shits. <laughs> squatting, squatting and shitting. Those protein drinks. No, but I, I do see I do see that. I think writing is a essential tool and I hope one of these days I can I can fall in love with it just as y'all have, you know. Well let's get real, dude. Utilize it. You're a phenomenal thinker. And speaker. And speaker. And Thanks. you're a good looking bro. You get on camera. You flash that smile around, man. Dude, you shave That's that money. head. You keep those eyes head tight. Shaved. Dude. Eyes tight. All, all it is really, for me, is it doesn't matter what thing you're doing, as long as it's being captured. <clears throat> because it's like, all day long, we can say, and we can act, and we can do that. There's another level of being, I guess, the courage that it takes for, to let yourself be seen, to me, is frightening as hell. 
And it's a, it's a something to challenge ourselves to do because like the bottom line is like nothing's ever set in stone and I never know who I'm going to see when people are going to leave. Like we never really know these things. Like even if you chisel in stone, it's still not going to be there forever. It can break, mm-hmm. rain, wash away over thousands of years. I mean, so. also the thing you wrote the other day, I was like, holy fucking shit. You wrote something the other day? Yep. You didn't tell me. Wow. You're, he, it I was sent it to you. <laughs> you sent it to me? He and sent it to message. you, yeah. Oh, gotcha. I thought you were that like. Long, that long time. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks, man. Text messages count as writing. That's the weird, like Facebook statuses count as writing. Anything counts as writing. I, I think with me, I think it's not a matter of, you know, one person has, well, I guess people do have edges over another in some in some certain ways. I think it's more of like what I love to do and what I don't really care for doing. And yeah. that's and it's like you know, you've heard the phrase want to want. Like I want to want to write, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I want to want it. I just don't I'm not at the want. You get what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. I want you to want to be making videos on the reg. Because <laughs> selfishly, I want to see them. Yeah. Yeah. And you're good at it, too. Like that first one that, that Adam just kind of hit you with in the driveway out here about, what was it, transparency and honesty? Well, I, I think... It was a Stefan Glamp, a vision for the future. <laughs> yeah. And you just, you did no, no practice, no nothing, no really thought. You just started doing it, and then... Like I think that's what Adam has been saying. Like you're really good at speaking and thinking, and I and I am. I, I think it's a lot of it has to do with you know. I I guess it's uh, Adam shared with it one time fear uh, that other people are thinking I'm perceiving as ego. Mm. Also fear of since there's a camera in front of my face, am I really essentially being the person I am without the camera? You know, and then I watched the video and I have a split mindset about it. I'm like, oh, if that camera wasn't there, I would have been way more fluent. And it's just totally overthinking it, which creates fear. Yeah, because you're totally fluid. Yeah, the back part of it, you know. No, but that's the thing, dude, is like, as I've learned, doing it, realizing, overthinking it, applied to the next one I did, the next thing. You know, for me, it started with writing and it has evolved into a podcast, into videos. So each new thing has scared the shit out of me and then the new thing after that. And I've overthought it all the time. Yeah. Um, we never really know, like, if something is good or not. It's, it's very difficult for me to tell because I, I love to see it. Like, whatever you do. Like, I'm happy because I know you and you're my friend. Like, I don't know how, this, how somebody else would perceive this who doesn't know you. That's the unknown to me. And that's why I think, like, you trying to figure out if you're being true and honest to yourself is a valid question as you pursue an, a new thing. It's like, because if it's not true to you, then who are you trying to reach? Um, well, then that would lead into my flaws, I guess, people's approval. People's approval? People's approval. That's yeah. what it would be trying to reach. Um, Your ego trying to reach... Yeah, it would yeah. be it would be strictly ego. I mean, I would like to say I'm perfect, and I like to only go off the beat of my own drum, which I do a lot of times. But my fallback is, you know, are people going to approve of this? And not just yeah. people, especially, you know, ones that I'm close to. Um, since being sober, you know, people that are close to me, I value their their blessings a lot in life. So how about this? So... I have a hard time challenging myself without people's blessings to challenge myself. Okay. So you go off the beat of your own drum, but you want 
the drum to sound pleasing to those around you also. Yes. Yes, which can be difficult because y'all's truth and perception on my journey might not be my own. It never will be. Yeah. That's how it is with me too. I never say never because some sometimes we do align with the same ones. You know? We do, but the way we perceive you is never going to be the way you perceive yourself. In a sense, yeah. But I do think some qualities that, you know, y'all perceive me as and some flaws y'all perceive me as are the same things that I think about. Boom, you're, bring, everything. you're bringing us right in, dude. This is the thing that I believe that unifies us is the idea that the only truth that we'll ever know of someone else are in the moments that we share with them. Yes. So as we sit here now, we're on an equal playing field of truth because we're all experiencing life as it's presenting itself to us. Yes, I will never know what I look like right now to you guys. But I also understand that you guys will never know what, either what you look like to me. Mm -hmm. It's an equal playing field. Let's go into my thing real quick and we'll have a discussion about this. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's hear this thing. Okay, this is called Field of Vision. If you think about what life really is, if you ponder what it means to be a human, you may find that we are all experiencing the same thing. You may find that there are more things unifying us rather than separating. In an effort to magnify what it means to be an individual, first, I want to start with perception. Not only of ourselves, but of the world that unfolds in front of our eyes at each drawn breath, heartbeat, and eye flutter. I want to start with the assumption that we are all currently experiencing the same thing, the same phenomena I refer to as field of vision. Life presents itself to us like a movie projector, a projector featuring our own sensory awareness. The reality that appears in front of us while we are awake is this field of vision. For example, right now, my own field of vision is displaying several things. My hands are latched onto my iPhone, thumbs typing in pace. My legs are moving back and forth, pacing rhythmically to the tune of my inability to sit still. I can see a t-shirt covering my chest, a colorful portrait of a zebra, projecting my own style at whoever finds me in their own field of vision. A field of vision that you, the reader, are also experiencing. Holding your phone up to your eyes or leaning in closer to your laptop, maybe your fingers are twitching and you can see your hands or you can hear the background chatter of your local haunt. The field of vision you are experiencing is your own, and currently, you are listening to these words on your own electronic device, your own window into the world as others see it. Although you may not be seeing the same painted zebra shirt, the same location, currently I am riding inside the waiting room of a hospital, or the same sporadic leg movements that I suffer from, what you are seeing is the same phenomena, life. If you are participating in my own thought exploration, I can reason that you, also, are alive. And if you're listening, our minds are now connected beyond the bounds of time and space. Although my thoughts have moved on, uh, future Adam is probably watching Twilight Zone and eating Pop-Tarts in his bed, the trail of my own thoughts lingers on as your eyes, or ears, skim word to word. We are both alive, and we are both experiencing the same phenomena, a field of vision that allows us to interact with the world as we perceive it. 
The way we interpret the people, places, and things that present themselves in our field of vision is a common denominator of difference. It's what separates us from others. It is what allows us to be individuals, to have opinion or to develop belief, faith, and meaning for our lives. The way we choose to see things defines how life is formed around us. The reality of life is our own, and we get to choose what we place value in. I place value in the moment, a moment that can be captured, influenced, or rearranged based on our own desires. I believe we are not defined by the things that love us, but are instead defined by the things we love. It is my choice to share my passion with others, and it's vast and intricate, yet as I think about it, profoundly simple, creativity, or self-expression. This happens every time we open our mouths to speak. We are sharing bits of ourselves when we communicate thoughts, ideas, and opinions. Creativity is what I value, and even further, I value art, a form for creativity to hold. Our ability to capture moments in time, or ideas within our mind, gives us the opportunity to share our own perception while also influencing others. Art is exciting because it is completely dependent on how the artist chooses to present it and how the recipient chooses to interpret the material. It is an opportunity to create value out of the ever-flowing river of time and the mind that processes the journey. Art is a necessity of change, affecting influence solely through an individual's own creative expression. If you were to spend five minutes journaling, you would find that moments we lose track of, moments that seem to ebb and flow together are profoundly interesting. Not only could you observe the events of your day, but you would also be able to document how those events, however major or minuscule, were processed and interpreted by you. A you that is learning and adapting to the events and ideas that influence us on a daily basis. Whether we realize it or not, our mind is working to process and interpret reality at a rate that is distinctly different from anyone else's. As individuals, the world manifests itself specifically based on how we perceive it and what we want out of it. As we participate in life, as we perceive and place value on the people, places, and things we love, we have no ability to see ourselves. In each moment of our existence, we have no clue what we look like to other people and no way of truly knowing the value others place on our presence. The other day, I was in a dining hall full of people. All of the ideas you have just listened to were swimming around in my head, and I began to observe the people in my field of vision interact and engage with the environment. In this room full of people, I realized that the trait we all share is that nobody has any clue what they look like or how they are perceived by anyone else. Everybody was locked into their own field of vision, sensing, communicating, and interacting with the world as it presented itself individually to them. To anyone we encounter, we are just a physical representation of matter, a substance to define ourselves as human. It was like I was viewing a room full of floating masks. Everybody was experiencing the same first-person vision that I was, while also unable to see behind each other's eyes. The thoughts and feelings, the value we place on reality is unable to be understood by anyone other than ourselves. The field of vision and the reality that manifests itself around us is happening to each and every one of us, yet I've heard people say, you are not the center of the universe. I say we are the absolute center of the universe. 
The cosmos we live in begins and ends only because we have the ability to see it. The physics of space and gravity, along with the infinitely expanding nature of our perceivable universe, removes any conceivable notion of location. In fact, location is a man-made device that allows us to coordinate placement on our planet. In the grand scheme of universal space dynamics, we are on a sphere, which is an infinite plane, that is revolving around another sphere, the Sun, which is itself revolving within the confines of our galaxy, the Milky Way, which is also part of a revolution of other galaxies making up the universe, and it is expanding exponentially, and we have no idea where the beginning of the universe even is. Straight up, in space, there is no location. If we were to record the movements of our solar system from another galaxy in time-lapse a few million millennia, we would be able to view our solar system as an intricate contraption, an astronomical anomaly that is floating by way of gravity in and around, up and down, through the cosmos. A cosmos that has no apparent beginning or end. A cosmos that is stretching itself to unknown territories that haven't even been created yet. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is that you are the center of the universe. That means you get to decide how you live. And in this moment, a moment that hopefully finds you completely stoked at the prospect of unlimited choice for your own life, I want to point out how absolutely astounding it is that your location makes no difference on whether or not we are able to connect. If you're still listening, first off I'd like to say congratulations to you. <laughs> your thoughts are now flowing with mine. Audio telepathy. We have bypassed the idea that location has any value in pursuit of creative energy. I have taken my own, documented it like a time capsule, and we are now traveling together, lost in the residual energy of my own ideas. Ideas that still hold weight on how I feel, published because they are true to me. We are living in a universe that is revolving around us, yet intuitively, we want to be part of something bigger. The desire for community, the need to be understood, still perplexes me. It keeps me interested in life as it continues to evolve. As we continue to make advances in technology, as we continue to open our minds to equality in all aspects of society and culture, it seems that we are moving closer to a symbiotic relationship with ourselves and the world we all inhabit. If we can assume that nobody knows what they look like, we can begin to see others as potential mirrors, potential reflections of ourselves. We can project the things we wish we were told, wish we were shown, at people who surround us daily. As we pursue the things that define us, it is important that we express ourselves fully, that we take stock of our own inventory, stock of the wants, desires, and ambitions that we find within ourselves. If we can begin to understand the things we love, we can begin to share them with others, and eventually, we will find ourselves embraced by these things as we pursue them. From my mind's eye to yours. Oh, holy fucking shit. How that feel? It felt like a f- I was reading forever. Me too. It did kind of feel like that. I think it was like, uh, looking at the clock, I feel like I read for 15 minutes. Yeah. Mm. It didn't seem that long when I read it. I think it's easier to read it. It's You read it quicker. Yeah. Yeah, I was... Uh, you were playing on your phone for a little yeah, while. Yeah, I was, I yeah. was uh, actually... I was actually reading... You were? Yeah, I was reading sports articles. <laughs> you trying to prove something to us that you I, do uh, know how to read? 
I should have been listening. We literally just did all of this so you um, could finally hear our writing. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think you knew how to read. <laughs> well, we, went, we even pretended to be interested in your own problems for a little bit. <laughs> that was a joke. I thought... Um, not for me. <laughs> what did you think? I thought that was really good. I think I think a lot of things, um, my personal opinion with both writings I've heard, uh, I personally would like to hear something shorter and sweeter if we're, you know, if, you, if that's what you're attacking. But if you're attacking what we were talking about before Adam's writing with you guys are just trying to express yourselves through that, then whatever length is necessary just for the listener and the reader i preferably like something shorter and sweeter this is my opinion on adam's piece and i'm speaking as if and i'm speaking as if adam's not here with us but he is no he's not okay not not with these right. words i'm saying right. adam was was not only writing that piece to express himself in his deepest form of understanding himself and the reality around him he was also clinging on to the hope that maybe someone somewhere out there will read however long, however short it is, his perception on what he thinks the field of vision is for everyone, but only he knows that he's the only known viewer of his own field of vision. And he, he views everyone else having that same field of vision for themselves, but he doesn't know if anyone else knows that. He knows that he knows that. And so he's writing this, he's expressing himself out in this long passage in order to get as much of it, of his own understanding out of it on paper, in the hopes that when somebody somewhere someday reads it, they will completely agree with it to bring them, not just himself, not just a person reading it, but to bring everyone involved closer together mm-hmm. with the same mind and the same kind of direction of thought together. It's almost as if a cry, a cry for help, but not for help, but a cry of like, is anyone out there? I have a message in a bottle. You know that song? I just mm-hmm. heard it the other day, but I can't think of the lyrics. Um, I think it goes. Uh, by the way, I'm back. I was. Uh, oh, he, he's he's back in the now. Uh, I'll send a message in a bottle. Yeah, that's what oh, he's yeah. doing. He's sending a message well, in a, I, on a computer screen. I th- yeah, I think if that's what y'all you know y'all are aiming for, that's what that, that's my that's, yeah. Of it. That's that's a form of art. That's a, you know it's beautiful. I was I was just saying preferably what I like to look at. I'm a, I'm a sort of guy that likes to read short quotes anyways. Yeah. I'm not a guy that reads it has nothing to do that. The writing's bad. I thought it was great. I think the whole idea upon it, if I were to shorten it up, just the field of vision and what you're seeing and how you kind of perceive somebody interpreting you is, is a beautiful lesson that everybody should, you know, take their own interpretation of. You I know. think there's a goal. I think there's a golden rule that just says do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I mean, <laughs> they're not field of vision. Um, the the thing, I agree. I agree with everything you just said. Um, a matter of fact, like I don't even think that. Like I like I like to listen to things. So I'd like, like I said in there is like if we can say and do the things that we wish we could hear, maybe the things we wish we could hear will start to appear. And that's exactly what's what's happened for me since I began to share my writing, is I I met Garrett and Garrett has really appeared and other people have appeared and sent sent published things. It's it's like so the the field of vision thing, 
uh, for me is, is just a way, cause I, I look for things that unify us <laughs> and, uh, but I also don't know, like, that's why I love that you're here is cause I don't know. I would like, I, I was enjoyed listening to Garrett read his writing. And, and I, I, I listened to a podcast the other day that, uh, a friend of mine from the internet published their first one. And, and I was thinking, man, I wish they would just read their writing because they were talking about writing the whole time. And I was like, I just want to read what they've written or hear what they've written. I want them to read it and discuss it. Mm. I thought that would be cool. And I think, it, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think this all just goes back to preference. Then that's just my, <laughs> no, no, no. I, but like, you're right though. Like our attention spans, specifically younger people, us, you know, our kind of generation or Me. whatever. <laughs> Glamps in specific. <laughs> <laughs> All the glamps. <laughs> but I don't know how to read. But how like, the fuck do you expect me to know how to listen? <laughs> <laughs> but like, a, like everything is so quick. Content gets provided so quickly that our attention, our attention spans just aren't there anymore. And I'm, I'm guilty of it too, dude. Like I can't finish a, I have a tough time finishing a book. Yeah, I have a tough time finishing a shit. Yeah, I actually. That was I think it's. I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> He's been pooping this entire time, you guys, trying to finish a shit. I think it's more along the lines of I just. Uh, I just want to uh, be real with how I feel, and um, what I what I attract, what I get attracted to, and what I learn off of best. It's not. It's not a matter of me reading that or listening to that. It's a matter of when when I hear a topic, but then it gets revisited with different analogies and examples a lot, it's kind of like, to me, it's like, okay, I've already gotten the first part. We can move on to the next part. What's going on after that? Um, but if you're, if what y'all are trying to do is express the idea and say in this writing, I will now express how I think of it. You get what I mean? Yeah. Totally different writing then. Let me. Uh, I am going straight. We are going diving straight into this is your field of vision. And that's what you said, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you said. But like I said, a, a, a sentence can yeah, change I, that whole writing. I, I agree too. Um, I do like short, short and sweet things, but I just kind of want to bring this to the table. Just, just. For my own field of vision, selfish purpose of wanting to get it out. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a reason why I want to get it out, but I'm going to let it out. With Adam's writing, I don't think it was just a form of expression. I also think it was a form of exploration mm. of his own thoughts. And that could be one reason why. One, or that could be one reason why it's so long. And another reason is he enjoys to write. It's through his enjoyment of writing, he's able to explore this idea that he's been kind of observing and reflecting on throughout some days in his life and uh, just seeing things unfold and seeing a constant pattern and so when he came time for him to start writing to mm. enjoy doing what he's doing the opportunity presented itself through his writing to explore these thoughts and as he put it down line by line it became more clear and he kept digesting it and looking at the equation that's and how I, like I interpreted that. it I like that I like that a lot what I'm trying to say is take that Put it before the writing, before we read it. <laughs> you get what I mean? No, I do. Th this is do. this is what we're about to get into. Boom. Discuss openly our opinions on what you interpreted with the writing. And then, like, even 
even then it's such a structured thing. It's like, look, this is what I was doing. This is what I was thinking, you know, do the writing. And then we can take like, now it's already been structured out. Like what we're about to dive into. Wait, what are we talking about? We were talking about what the writing. You, I know, but what are you talking about? I'm talking about having, like, he was talking about exploration. Right, right, and, right. But what, what are you saying? Like, when we're writing to say what it's about before we figure it out? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> right? No, no. No, not to, not to say what it's about. Say what you're about to do. Like, say what you're about to write about. When you're writing. No, before you write. Like, like an introduction. You get what I mean? To like a book. Like, like, like Agar Tolle. Yeah, yeah. In his book of The Power of the Now, uh-huh. he wrote... This is why I wrote The Power of Now. He explained in his introduction everything that you were about to dive into. Oh, yeah. In a small... And what all I was trying to say was, you know, when you were reading, we got on to preferences about... Right? Did we get into preferences about how we like to hear this? We got into um, a little bit of a talk about how it's we just how our attention can be uh, yeah. distracted. And, and I guess I just kind of maneuvered over into how... It could uh, sound better to only me because that's like, the only judgment I got. No, like very like a man. I wish I could disagree more, but I can't agree more. You guys, like, <laughs> let me just say this: <laughs> yes to that. Like, because I have this is in the book. This this excerpt's in the yeah. book, and the beginning of the book it explains the story that you're about to read from beginning, middle to end, and then you get the chronology. The exciting thing about art is what I also agree with Gary about is like I did not know. I was exploring this as I was writing it. That was the fun thing about it was the idea, like, that's how it happened. I went into that dining hall and I was like, holy shit, I don't know what I look like to any of these people. And I looked around and I go, they don't know either. <laughs> I was like, all of us are in these machi- body machines and we're all like processing stimulation, stimulation and we're placing value on like how we like judging people. Like we're, some people are judging people this whole time. Some people are saying, Oh, that person's hair or someone is saying, Oh, this macaroni tastes bad. You know, I'm sitting there watching it. Like we're all weird human machines, all placing value on different shit. And so my value was, was exploring that idea on a piece of paper. All right. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're tired, dude. I am tired. We need to get you a fucking, uh, we need to get you a fucking uh, a bed. <laughs> no, we gotta get you a nap a doodle do. But first, we gotta hear your voicemail. Dude. Yeah, dude. All right, so congratulations for sitting through this entire episode, everybody. Yay! <laughs> but, of course, over. I got three more passages to read. Holy yeah. shit! No, actually, once this closes, me and Garrett are just gonna tell each other how great we are for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Always stroke each other's names. Yeah. For real though, for real. To, uh, I'm very grateful to be on this podcast and is, to is this have, what it is a podcast? This is a podcast. This is a podcast. podcast? Cool. This is a podcast. We don't and, know what it's called yet. And to get to listen to uh, not just influential writing, but uh, creative writing and writing from people um, that are diving into their souls, so to speak. You know, it's not like like I said, finding. Finding realness in this day and age is such so hard to come by. So hard to come by with with how much technology has come up. You know, it's just so easy to hide. And like I said, what what's a gift can be a curse. You know, it's a gift yeah. to be able to hide and be personable. 
No, for real. I know. I'm just thinking of the fact that your voicemail is about to play after you get done with this awesome speech. Like, <laughs> this is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> I just think what what a gift is can be, you know, has also led to a curse. And, it, you know, even the suicidal rates, depression rates, anxiety rates have all gone up 10%. Mm. I work in a mental health, and so I get all the uh, statistics on this. Gone up 10%. Since the 2000s, so technology has also risen since then, and we we have formulated, in my opinion, as a population, to do more of hiding in what we believe society would like to see us as, rather than the old. That is our downfall. It 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 is in it's an extreme downfall, but like I said, it can be a gift at times. No, I think it's a huge gift for the way the three of us implement our lives onto the world and for ourselves. Exactly. But that, like, just kind of what you're saying, like, it's such a downfall for the, especially our generation. The collective. Yeah, because we, because let's just speak not of ourselves, but of our generation. We see Lady Gaga up on screen. What's she wearing to this show? And who, who's this big, big um, movie star coming out? It's like, it seems as if everything we're pulled towards is something that really we have no need for. It's just, what's the trend now? What is other people thinking about this? And how can I be more involved into that society instead of let me be more involved into myself and explore myself and release myself onto this world and hopefully find some other people the same well i think you i think you will find other people i think that's right we will yeah. the way we live but it seems like the whole i think everybody will find the people that they're acting like in my opinion exactly that they're acting like yeah. and i'm trying to say just act yourself but i think now it's really hard for a person to act themselves because of the fear of judgment the fear of dislike of them as an individual mm-hmm. and uh and i think adam's touched on a little bit tonight of, i don't know if it's in the recording or not but the fear of doing something that causes discomfort in what we do because mm-hmm. one when i experience discomfort it's usually because how are they going to perceive me in their field of vision like mm-hmm. how am i going to look to them instead of i don't give a shit what they look like i got to do this because it's what i want to do or it's what i feel like i need to do or it's the right thing to do. or the right thing to do mm. Um, but I like I go around a lot of places and I see a lot of TV and media and it just seems like there's none of that in the rest of the world. Like, well, I think I think that we do hear that. No, I just think it's hard it's to trust hard it to find it because you get you get a lot of stuff that's uh, how should I say two sided. We're in a day and age where people are trying to gain power and not understand it. And that's why a lot of people are dying because they're feeling like they are losing power to the person next to them. Mm. Yeah, and maybe even another word for power is approval. That's just... To feed their power. That's my perspective. Yeah. Mm. Now, when we, start, when we start viewing things as understanding, that's when the game gets rolling and there is no more power. There's just retaining we have what we have and i will retain more into my vessel yeah because i'm not going to play power and lose that it can also be viewed as love instead of playing with power we can play with love and implement our but it's love. hey dude it's fucking it's a task yeah it is <laughs> well, like a- you know as well as i do that and stefan you do too but like it's difficult trying to be me in a world that doesn't seem to understand me like there's a there's an aspect to mental health that is very difficult to get into and very difficult to touch and that is the group dynamic which is kids when they're in, in in Ridgeview with us they feel safe because they're around their peers right 
What happens when they leave us? Like-minded peers. Like-minded peers. What happens when they leave us, dude? What do they do to continue their treatment? They either have to come back here for three hours a day, then they go back home. Like, what is that? I just kept thinking about, like, the idea. Like, what happens if you've got a whole, like, what happens when you've got girls or guys in a group that are challenging themselves to be better than they can be? You know, what happens when you get a group mentality around a mental health illness, embracing it and trying to challenge each other to get through it? That's what I think about when those kids are in there. And it's, it makes me sad that they can't exchange numbers because, man, we got to have partners. We got to have we got to have teammates. Absolutely. And I agree with that. But also um, due to past and I also agree with the other side. Just as much as there's people that are challenging, there's just as much as people trying to continue on with negative behavior. That's the shitty thing, isn't it? And yeah, and that's and that's a tough thing about the numbers. We got it. We got to risk the numbers due to the fact that you guys might be swapping numbers to use again. Due to the fact you guys might be swapping numbers to have a horrible, unhealthy role. I, you know, I don't know. You know. I think it gets taken out. Like you got to weigh the pros and cons, and it gets taken out because the cons could end up as death. Because what these kids are dealing with is life and death to them. You know, it's a disorder that is killing them at that moment. But I do think with the essential tools that we set up, the numbers that we give out, you know, it's up to them not, you know, and everybody does this. Come on. You know, if, if you have it, if you're eating too much right now, if you're eating M&Ms, what, the first thing that you say to this, first thing I think about when I'm wanting to quit smoking or nicotine is, I can do it. I got this. Once again, power. Hmm. It's not understanding that, no, like. I mean, dude, when I decided to remove drugs and alcohol from my system, I did not do it for me. I did it for a person, my niece. And then I made the decision, like, I was completely powerless. But, like, in that moment, I made the decision. You had an understanding upon what you were, though, what you are. Man, that's what you understood. Man, it was a. Uh, it's not a power of you know I can do this. I know what I am. It's a power of I understand mm. that I need help. You know I understand that when when I gave up drugs and alcohol that I need to contact people. I need to do something completely different than from the way I was living. Dude, I was. Com- I just realized like I didn't have any fucking power. Like I was completely powerless. Um. Yeah. I had no choice in the matter. Yeah, I just I was just recollecting as like like for my detox, like I literally was up in that room in Jake's closet looking at his gun because I I didn't uh I didn't have anything. But there was and and going off of And the that, suicide also gives you a sense of power. It gives you a sense that I can end it. That's what these kids feel. Right. Not a sense of eights all over. I think in their minds, in their frontal lobe, in the shallow lobe, it's like that. Right. I think in the deep and dark lobe, it also gives them a sense of, I still have control. I can take this out if I want to. Man, for me, the whole thing was understanding, the whole thing about the powerlessness thing was understanding that, like, literally, I'm powerless over everyone and everything, including my addiction. It started with addiction, and it went to everyone and everything, and then something happened where I realized I'm powerless over my thoughts. When I realized I'm just responding to the stimulation of my environment. And I began to observe my thoughts. And I found this gut intuition that was like, ooh, that's a thought. Where the fuck did that come from? Let's power it over this way. And I found power. Like powerlessness led me to power. Yes. It led you 
to a whole different understanding. Right. The so, more the more we understand, the more power, like I said, we can retain. <laughs> like we can we can retain it. Damn, dude. Yes. So when when I'm in an understanding and that's what makes it difficult is the, is the human being. If you look at the different parts of the brain and how it's made up, you have your fear part, which produces fear, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, especially for addicts, alcoholics, or any other normal human being, what parts of the brain were actually built larger than the other. So it makes it difficult. It makes us abnormal. We're not perfect. You know, one guy's fantasy realm, which is this part of the brain, is a little bit bigger than this guy's fear part. You know? So this guy fantasizes way too much. This guy has too much fear, but I need to understand that I am like that. And when I understand I I am like that, I can understand that my brain is starting to act like that and I need to do something about it. I can retool my brain. You guys call it one with self. I call it being with God and changing lifestyle. Reformatting your hard drive. Yes. Implementing new applications to better process and interpret reality. Yes. That's a fancy way of saying uh, what you just said. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so huh. I think, you know, these are things I just think about on a daily basis working. You know, this Dude, is- I got to say, I almost want to like everything we've done. Like I, I want to just erase all of that up until we start talking about these issues. Like this is this was good. Yeah, there's a lot I think about. Yeah. Really? <laughs> this was good. Asshole. <laughs> yeah. And I got to pee really bad. Yeah, I always, I I always smoke use... a cigarette. I want to smoke yeah, a cigarette. We'll smoke a cigarette. In conversation yeah, in let's my pee. Been on the toilet. Let's pee and smoke a cigarette, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna pop in that voice memo. Hey. Uh. <laughs> are there people still listening? Sure are there people? So. Are there people out there? It's been an hour and twenty minutes. Is it really, yeah. dude? We're doing it. We're gonna be big, and one day our hour and twenty minutes is gonna be where people are grasping off every word. Ah, oh, dude, uh, that's the slap. Uh, and we want to bring you guys bro. with us. Seriously, uh, seriously, everybody Dad, Dad, Uncle Dave, <laughs> Mom. We'll bring up a, a platform where you can save animals. Yeah, and, uh, and we're inventing a new a new way for bulimics and animals. And we're inventing a new way for bulimics and anorexics to, to be friends with each other. They gotta be thin the frat the fat people. We're gonna cut all this out. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that was a bad joke wait, about wait, bulimics. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go any further, I have a question for you, Stefan. Is understandment a real word? <laughs> the understatement's a real word. Understandment's not a word? <laughs> well, I don't think so. I don't understand what you meant. <laughs> when you oh, said understand wow hey you heard it first on uh on friday night <laughs> hey, hey you heard it first on friday night rights <laughs> it's like friday night lights but with rights and like, like w-r-i-t the time. i was thinking I rights like that's right to ask you because i knew it kind of fuck with you a little bit and I just want to fuck with you. Is it a word or not? I don't think it is. Oh dude, man, I got to look this up. We're wrapping. The, we're at an hour twenty. Wrap this up. Tell the story about the voicemail. Then we're gonna. Play. All right. Story of the voicemail. I woke up this morning, watched a watch a video over Facebook. By the way, y'all, if you guys want to know what's gonna make you feel better and you have no idea how to do it, literally, <laughs> do the first thing that you get. 
cool towards. It could be Facebook. It could be a cigarette. And I'm talking about getting pulled from your heart. It, it could be taking a shit. Wait, what are you saying? What are you Just telling people Listen. Listen. What are you telling them? Listen. Dude, dude. Listen. This is falling into my voicemail. This is this is why this is why I left my voicemail. And then I went on and told them. I said he left his voicemail for me, guys. So wait, wait. What are you? I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. You're asking. Please tell them the I'm story just about the voicemail. Yeah, tell and the I story. Said, and I said, listen, if you want to know, okay, I won't He's even get the into that. Prelude to the yeah, story. prelude to the story. I got pulled towards doing it. Doing what? The voicemail. The voicemail. So I woke up. Okay. My first thought. Was just to actually my first thought. I don't even have Facebook anymore. My first thought was to go on Thought Topsy. You don't have Facebook anymore. Ah, yeah, you went on Thought Topsy. So that's why I was getting into, you know, people that don't know what they need. I didn't know what I wanted to do this morning. I just woke up and I got. I wanted to check out my buddy's website. Honestly, I have never checked it like without Facebook. So I typed it in, went to it. Dude, this is a big move, man. Yeah, typed to it type it went to it um scrolled down and i realized josh's and garrett's video so i clicked on it half asleep and uh literally i'm i'm operating without a filter this is i'm just maneuvering through life and this is what i'm saying guys like magical things happen just off of small steps like, a, like learning how to type your best bro's website into your Safari for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> your best bro's! <laughs> Never looked it up before! <laughs> so I watched the whole video. It was like 9 minutes and 20 seconds. And uh, decided to call him right after it. And uh, was completely transparent. I went, people, when I'm talking about there was no filter. And let me just say, I wish I was available to answer the phone call. <laughs> and let me just say, like, you literally, you just woke up, right? I just woke up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know right now, this is me, but honestly, when, when I'm waking up and after I regained myself, I have walls that come up that make me act as an appropriate human being. <laughs> <laughs> this, this being that you're going to see is uh, not even the step on of right now that's tired. It is, it is literally the rawest form of my genuine soul that I have. Okay, so this is a voice. What is this? This is a, it's a voicemail. Voice this is a voicemail that you left Garrett at 8 a.m. this morning. Yes. At 8 a.m., you woke up, you checked the autopsy, you called Garrett, and you left him a voicemail. I wanted to share with him how I felt. <coughs> and that, That's what you did. So what you guys are about to listen to, we're closing out the show with this voicemail. This is Stefan Glamp waking up at 8 in the morning. Uh, good guy was sleeping, apparently. No, I was, I was at work. Oh, shit. Yeah. On a job, I couldn't answer the phone. He was on a job, and uh, I had no idea what was going on. So this is Stefan Glamp's voicemail to good guy Garrett Golden this morning at 8 a.m. Listen and join us next time. It's And it's Friday morning. I was calling drinks. I woke up. I had a boner to something else, but I did not have a boner to you, but I was thinking about you with that other thing. You have nothing to do with the boner. 
And I'm not gay. No, dude. I was just going just to say, hey, man, I'm going to talk to you in a while. And <laughs> I know um, David is wanting to get together tomorrow for bro time with Adam. And I want you to be a part of that. I do. You're part of bro club now with Kevin and all of us. And I miss you, dude. I miss you. I've been feeling a little weird. Uh, not in a bad way. I just want to get back to working out. I'm going to start making Facebook videos, man. I just watched you and Josh Presley's video, and I loved it, man. I loved it. I, you know, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio, star-like, but the genuineness that I saw out of it, that's what hit me, and that just motivated me to go start making videos. I would just like to catch up with you, too. And hope you're doing well, man. I miss you, man. I love you like fat kid loves. Um, not cake. He loves cake a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm just watching. I love you like a fat kid loves cake. Unless he's diabetic. Well, you can still love cake, but you can't have it. Maybe that's what I got. I got diabetes for Garrett right now. The diabetes. I don't know. When you get this voicemail, just understand that this is the realest I am, at least in the mornings. There's been absolutely no walls or guards up right now. I'm literally just talking out of my ass or out of my conscience. Love you, dude. Talk to you soon.